Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Thursday, and this is day 14 of our 40-day journey through the season of Lent. We began this season by hearing the truth about our sin, the limits of our own powers, and the brokenness of our relationship both with God and our neighbor. But we also, in this season, hear the clear promise of God's steadfast and abiding love for us, the amazing grace of God that has saved us in Jesus Christ our Lord. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, O God, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Praise to the blessed and holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God who gives us life, salvation, and resurrection. The Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, the heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord, let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. A reading from John chapter 4. We read verses 5 through 15 this morning. So Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, Ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria. Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have given him, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob? who gave us the well, and with his sons and his flocks, drank from it. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water, gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty, or have to keep coming here to draw water. Just a few minutes ago, I went to make myself a cup of coffee, and I discovered that the water in the coffee maker was low. I turned on the faucet in the kitchen. The water flowed fast and cold from the tap. I filled a cup, 
and from that cup filled the coffee maker. Never thought about it twice. Because we don't have to spend a lot of time or effort thinking about when and where we'll get our water. But the Samaritan woman that Jesus meets at the well had to plan her day around going to that well to get water. Historians tell us that a woman in that time, living in a village like this, would most likely have to make two trips to the well each day, each time carrying two buckets of water, one in the morning, one in the evening. And yet, when Jesus arrives at Jacob's well and asks the Samaritan woman for a drink of water, it is already noon. So what do you think brings her out to this well at this late hour? Now, last week, we heard the story of a Pharisee named Nicodemus coming to Jesus at night. Now, this week, we find Jesus coming to meet a Samaritan woman at midday. As the story unfolds, and we're going to read from it for the rest of this week, notice how much more perceptive this Samaritan woman is than the Pharisee Nicodemus. She sees things that he cannot see makes connections that he cannot make, and understands in a way that the Pharisee cannot understand. And yet she is the complete opposite of Nicodemus. She is a woman, Nicodemus is a man. She is a Samaritan, Nicodemus is Jewish. She is an outcast, even in her own community, and Nicodemus is well-respected and influential, a leader among his people. We would expect a meeting of Jesus and Nicodemus, and actually, within that meeting, to see Nicodemus Uh, holding a higher status that we would never expect to see so scandalous a meeting as the one that occurs here at the well. A Jewish man, a Samaritan woman, alone together at the well, talking. And it is Jesus who opens the conversation in, in an even more surprising way. We find Jesus tired and thirsty, sitting by the well. We find Jesus in need. When the woman comes, he asks her to give him a drink of water. This meeting begins with a tired and thirsty Jesus asking for assistance from a Samaritan woman. In Jesus, God's word has taken human flesh. And in the weakness of Jesus' humanity, God's word now crosses boundaries to restore all that has been lost, the boundary between God and human beings, the boundary between Jews and Samaritans, the boundary between those who enjoy full membership in the fellowship of a community and those who are cast out, the boundary between men and women, and so on and so on. And this conversation is dangerous on so many levels. Also notice the small details that point us in the direction of God's reconciliation and restoration, in wholeness, in peace. The well where they are meeting has a place in their shared history. It was the grace of God that gave Jacob this well to sustain and support the life of God's people. The well was God's gift to their common ancestor, Jacob, and his family and his descendants. And now here is Jesus, God's gift of life to Jacob's descendants and indeed to the whole world this whole world that God loves. At midday, the Samaritan woman has met the new well, the new source of living water that God gives as a gift of eternal life for all people, a gift that has the power to bring together 
what has been torn apart by sin and death. That includes us. So as we follow the story for the rest of the week, spend some time thinking along the way about the ways that we are being healed and made whole through Jesus. It, of course, starts with our baptism, where we are joined to God in Christ and given the Holy Spirit. When we thank God for our baptism in just a few minutes, notice how God's word and water restore us to life, a life to live in God's love. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you, all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gift of relationship with others, for the communion of faith in your church. For who else, for what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for the people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For who else, for what else, do we ask the Lord today? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and our actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. 
Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Ever-living God, author of creation, we give you thanks for your gift of water that brings life and refreshes the earth. We bless and praise you for by water and the word we are cleansed from sin and receive everlasting life. Join us again this day to the saving death of Christ. Renew in us the living fountain of your grace and raise us with Christ to live in newness of life. For you are merciful and you love your whole creation. And with all of your creatures we give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, who gives you new birth by water in the Holy Spirit and forgives you all of your sin, strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit keep you in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.